Welcome to Standoff, the podcast where we put abilities from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure against each other in a randomized bracket to determine which stand is objectively the best. My name is Kingdom, and I use he/him pronouns. My name's Cat, and I use she/her pronouns. In moving through the bracket, we'll be rating the stands in six criteria, rated A through E, to inform our decisions. These are appearance. What does the stand look like? Ability. What does the stand do? Versatility. How much can the stand do with the abilities it has? Understandability, how easy it is to get what a stand does. Reference, the names of the stands are highly referential to mysticism, mythology, music, and whatever, and we rate that. And X-Factor, just how much we like the stand as a whole. In this part of the bracket, we'll be looking at the stands in a vacuum away from their users, and our taste in music is different from yours, and there's spoilers through everything. Yeah, we haven't mentioned that in a while. I like to mention it, because I have a bad taste in music. Uh, not true, but yeah, the next couple episodes, I think, no, not all, yeah, all three of the next episodes have a part eight stand. So read part eight, unlike me. Read part eight, it's the best one. No, but I thought you said that part eight was getting quote-unquote bad. No, 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 okay, so part eight's not getting bad, it's getting scary. Okay, that kind of bad. People be dying. People be dying, yo. That's just how we are in the bizarre adventure. <laughs> so our first matchup is Jumpin' Jack Flash from Stone Ocean versus Lovers from Stardust Crusaders. Can I tell you what Jumpin' Jack Flash looks like? Only if he be dying. Eventually, yeah. He is a like C-tier villain in part six. All right, go for it then. The qualifications have been met. Yeah, so Jumpin' Jack Flash is a humanoid stand with a height and build similar to its users. A dark, studded band circles its head at eye height. Its chest bears the impression of a simplistic rocket ship, and its wrists are covered in roughly spherical rotating parts that spin rapidly. Jumpin' Jack Flash has a white body that has crater-like discolorations, kind of like the surface of the moon, orange textured bands along the tops of its arms, orange centrifuges on its wrists, the band around its head is black with yellow studs, and the rock impression on its chest is magenta-colored. Alright, hear me out. Mm -hmm. When I first look at Jumpin' Jack Flash, the first thing that pops out of me is uh, endgame tier Digimon villain. Yes, absolutely. It's got that kind of like fucked up mummy look going on. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of like a fucked up mummy. It's got the, the weird hands and arms. Like, its arms are big. It has, like, the orange parts are kind of like muscles, and they look weird. It's weird, but I don't not like it. Oh, yeah, for sure. Digimon and and game tier Digimon villains are good. What would his Digimon name be? Hit me. Jack. Jackmon? <laughs> Jackmon. <laughs> I'm sure that exists, but all right, we'll go with it. <laughs> no, that's it, though. <laughs> what do you give Jackmon for Appearance Kingdom? Um, At least a B, I wrote. I'm not sure it deserves an A, but it's definitely cool for like a for like what you said a C tier villain in part six. It's cool. I was inclined to also give it a B, but I feel like its ability really lends to it being cooler that it kind of looks like it has craters on it, like it is the moon. So I wound up giving it an A. That's fair. And if we tie an ability to it, we also have to acknowledge that we'll get to ability. We'll get there. Um but the rotating spheres, discs, whatever on its wrists are gyroscopes. Centrifuges? Gyro gyroscope? Are they gyroscopic? Yeah, no, you're right. That's my bad. They also are that. 
They're both centrifugal force, whatever. I don't think that's a real thing. I think it's centrifugal force, or is that not a real thing? Centrifugal uh, fucking words. We're, <laughs> we're showing our asses as fake physics kids. Centrifugal, centrifugal. The, spi- the spinny force. This, yes, the one that spins. So can- The spin force. <laughs> that's part of what Jumpin' Jack Flash does, but can you give me the whole spiel? Uh, yeah, I can. It's spit. I forgot it. Are you good? I forgot it was spit. It's no, 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 no. It's not. It's not spin. No spit. Spit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's. I forgot it was spit. Yeah, it's spit. Go ahead and tell me about this spit boy. When the user of Jumpin' Jack Flash spits on someone. They become the center of a zero gravity environment. Rocky, what the fuck are you doing, dude? <laughs> which expands to anything that the which expands to anything the affected individual touches. This causes a chain reaction where the air surrounding the victim becomes weightless and ultimately results in a weight in a vacuum that stretches about twenty meters from the victim being created. This vacuum can suck blood through wounds. Uh, and it begins to boil the exposed blood because space, it's a nightmare. <laughs> uh, anything containing the, anything containing air becomes a powerful explosive in the vacuum. And the effects of the vacuum are also dangerous to Jumpin' Jack Flash's user. Uh, the stand can toggle the weightlessness of specific objects and people. And as we mentioned, the the spherical, disc, discical, I guess the spheres... <laughs> uh, Wrists of Jumpin' Jack Flash are used as gyroscope, centrifugal force. Uh, basically, it can control its where it's standing in the space. Yeah. It has more control over itself in zero gravity than anyone else. Yes, and it can also put small things like bolts and like peanuts, I guess, into the centrifuge and spin them and shoot them as bullets. Which is pretty. Which is pretty awesome. It is. I I did also forget about the spit thing. I. We don't have to get too much into that. But, like, why? Maybe Araki was just feeling a certain way <laughs> today, you know? Maybe it was after that interview. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was like, damn, Shoko, let me get you in here. All right, fine. If that's what people want from this series, I'll give it to them. <laughs> God. I mean, Lang Wrangler didn't spit in anyone's mouth, so I don't think it's quite the same. I don't remember if she specified, but I'm, this is my headcanon now. I don't either, but I'm... Yeah, what do you think about Jumpin' Jack Flash's ability? It's real cool. It's real cool. Zero gravity is cool. And it ties into the the final boss, quote-unquote, of the part, which also deals with gravity. We already talked about Seamoon. Yeah, that plus, like we said with the appearance, like the idea of it being a vacuum evokes the image of the moon through the stand's design that all ties together really nicely and like i at least to me the orange on white kind of reminds me of uh like a spacesuit in general absolutely and like how it's all the orange is like padding i don't know it's real cool and i like it a lot and i would give it an a an a but it is dangerous to the user but it becomes a suit don't it does it kind of yeah okay an a is good also, this is the arc where when we talked about Weather Report, we mentioned that Weather Report makes a spacesuit. This is the arc where that happens. Where basically every stand just makes a spacesuit right here. 
<laughs> Except for stone free. Even though, like, theoretically, it probably could, right? Yeah, it could. It could weave up a spacesuit. I think that. I think that tracks. I'm gonna say it should. And Jolene just made it dumb. Do you not give it an A? Oh, um, no. You talked me up to an A. Sorry, I forgot about the spacesuit part. Yeah, jump and jack. Apparently, Iraqi thought uh, it wasn't. There was no point in having a stand completely remote controlled, or this stand to be completely remote controlled. So halfway through the the arc, it just made, becomes a spacesuit. Yeah, yeah. The user gets the centrifuges on their own wrists and is able to use them to like balance and shoot outside of having to have the stand do it, which is really, really cool. And I also think that benefits the versatility score a bit. I don't think it's quite an A, but I think between being able to control gravity of people and objects, control that at will, and like shoot things around and all the things that the vacuum that forms causes leads to like a B for versatility, I'd say. It's still threatening to the user, so I wouldn't give it an A. But yeah, a B, B works good. B good. Hell yeah. And do you understand vacuums? Um, I mean, they're kind of bullshit. Like, in reality, vacuums are kind of bullshit. But, you know, whatever, right? Zero gravity, zero pressure, lowers boiling points. But, like, it, it follows nothing, I don't think... As far as my knowledge, nothing Iraqi does breaks the laws of physics here, which is which is a pretty high bar. Normally he does. <laughs> exactly. Outside of the whole realm of stand mechanics being yeah. a fantastical thing, this seems to be fully true to how science would actually work in that situation. And I think that merits a pretty high grade. It's grounded, no matter how much he float. So an A? Yeah. <laughs> uh, good joke. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, can you tell me what the reference for Jumpin' Jack Flash is? Um, it is the Rolling Stones song, Jumpin' Jack Flash. That's nice. that's what, it. What, what, what'd you think about it? Um, For the Rolling Stones, it's like bottom tier, I'd say. Really? I don't like it a whole lot, but it's still good. I, I liked it a lot. Listening to it, I was like, damn. I used to listen to the Scott Pilgrim soundtrack a lot. <laughs> Damn, this song would fit right in on that soundtrack. Fair. If it was like made in the eighties or nineties. So I gave it a B. I wouldn't listen to it regularly, but I enjoyed it. Eighties or nineties. This song came out in the sixties. Right, like if it came out <laughs> later, then yeah, yeah, they yeah. might have put it on the soundtrack. It just kind of blows my mind this song came out in the sixties. Um I would give it a C. Fair. Huh. Higher than I would have expected from the way you were talking about it. I mean it's still Rolling Stones. Rolling Stones still good. <laughs> Valid. And I th- X Factor for me is a B. It's really, really cool. It's as a C tier stand, it doesn't have much of a memory in my mind. And it, the spit part, you know, don't you care know. for that too much. I also like, I would give it a. I, I'm, I'm struggling just because, like, whenever I think about Jumpin' Jack Flash, it's real cool. And it's like exactly like my type of stand, like the kind of things I like. And like thinking back to it i almost want to put it on the same level as mandem with like a, a side villain but there's a reason i forget about it at the same time you know what i mean exactly yeah it's i don't think it was fully utilized in its arc or or its part so i'll give it a b i can't give it an a just because i forget about it exactly i feel like if the user was more interesting like how ringo wrote again is Dude's name. Dude's name is Lang Wrangler. (laughs) That's pretty good. Like, (laughs) it's funny. 
Yeah, the part the part six names are all fashion designers, but in this one, it's really cool that Araki had a premonition to the future where Lil Nas X wrote Old Town Road. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. Yeah, that's it for Jumpin' Jack Flash. Now we're on to lovers. Will you tell me what this disgusting bug creature looks like? It looks like a disgusting bug creature. Um, <laughs> um, no, lovers is microscopic and it uses that size to infiltrate human bodies. It looks like a robotic humanoid with insect head and pincers. Uh, quote from the wiki, its design is a combination of a fly, a flea, and a robot from the 1986 <laughs> science science fiction short film short circuit feature length film feature length short circuit it's a short name uh fuck (laughs) keep going keep going keep going you got this lovers is red with blue lenses in the manga and the anime is light brown with red lenses it looks like flesh and it's gross it yeah it's like at least in the manga it looks no in the manga it looks more fleshy yeah in the manga it's the same color that is used for the flesh Uh. Yeah, it's it's in, cool. It in the looks anime, cool. it looks more like a bug. Yeah, it's neat. It looks like if you took Robo from Chrono Trigger and one of the designs for like the faceless ones in World of Warcraft, and you no. matched them together. No, you're not wrong. I I can definitely see that. <laughs> yeah, I don't like it though. I gave it a D. Yeah, it's not good. It's yeah. And I, I'm I'm taking points off for it being microscopic now because it, it's not a thing stands do. Well, no, here's the thing. Except. Here's the thing. I don't think we could take points off of the stand for being microscopic because that's its thing. That's what the stand is supposed to do. Fuck Silver Chariot and Hierophant Green. They're not supposed to do that. But for this one, that's just how it is all the time. You know what? That's fine. I can accept that. Thank you, but still a D for appearance. Ew. Ew, gross. Tell me what to do, though. Yeah, so it being microscopic is very rare for stands, and it is incredibly small and incredibly weak as a result. Its ability is to infiltrate the human body, and uh, it has a massive range of like hundreds of kilometers. So once it is in you, you can't really run away from the problem. You have to find a way to get rid of it before it kills you. Um, Lover's primary ability is that it enters the brainstem of its victim and manipulates their pain receptors. Whenever the user of Lover's feels any physical stimuli, be it pain or an example given in canon is just them cracking their knuckles, Lover's returns that sensation of pain manifold onto its victim. And this ability, interestingly, can even cause phantom limb pain in individuals who have prosthetics. It makes sense because it does the brain and not the parts. Exactly. Good science, Rocky. And lovers can also turn brain cells into an organic mush that it can use to disguise itself as another stand or create dummies of itself that can attack but don't cause damage back onto lovers itself. And there's a lot of lore implications that we may need to get into because of this, but lovers can also carry one of Dio's flesh buds and use it to kill enemies by planting it in their brain and having it grow. I mean, it makes sense that... That would just be how most of them were implanted. It's interesting. It would. Thank you, Steely Dan. But yeah, Dio. Don't thank you. He fucked over Okiyasu's dad. He did. Yeah, damn. Fuck you, Steely Dan. Fuck you, Steely Dan. Yeah, so a quick rundown on that. They're also called Dio's spores, which I find very funny. 
Um, but part three Dio can create like parasitic bits of flesh that when implanted in somebody turn them evil and bend them to Dio's will. And once Dio dies, they're also a failsafe because it just turns them into like gross monsters or kills them. Fuck you. Yeah, fuck you, Steely Dan. You hurt people. You hurt Okyasu's dad. And we can't forgive that. But I think this is a good ability. It's interesting. I don't know why it has to. The one, the big, okay. Why does it have to mimic pain? Why does Steely Dan have to beat the shit out of himself when the lovers could just fuck with their brain anyway? It's already in their brain. Know what I mean? I think it's because Steely Dan's a piece of shit, to be frank. I think if anybody had else had the lovers, it could just like go in and sever your spinal column. But I think that this is like just something that he learned that it does, and he's a gross sadist. I mean, but also he has to beat the shit out of himself. Like that can't not like even if it doesn't do like feel pain, it's still gotta like physically hurt him, right? I I don't know. It see, it just seems like an extra step that doesn't need to be there. It definitely is. It's useful in canon because it's a hostage situation, basically. He oh, yeah. takes over old Joseph, and then Jotaro's like, I'm going to beat the shit out of you. And Steely Dan's like, no, if you kill me, I'm going to kill your grandpa with my stand. And Jotaro's like, fuck, let me lick your boots, sir. It's definitely a good arc, but, right, but it, does, he, it doesn't he make sense. He could have also just killed Joseph. Yeah, so... What did you wind up giving it? C. I agree with the C. I think that's spot on. And I don't think it's very versatile. Like, it has those three main things it does with the pain transfer, the flesh buds, and the mush. The flesh buds aren't really part of its abilities. That's that's more a Dio thing. Like Black Sabbath, it has storage capabilities. Yeah, I don't... Whatever. I mean, it like, it would be more versatile, but it just seems like it's so restricted in canon. Like, theoretically, it could do a lot, being microscopic and being so, like, easily controllable and precise and fast, apparently. But it just seems so restricted by the canon. Exactly. And I think for that, it suffers. Yeah. What'd you give it? A D. Yep. Same. We're on point now. Yeah, we are in sync. I'm not going to make that joke again, because it flopped last time. <laughs> um. Do you have... Uh, do you have the lyrics up for the song The Lovers of the World? I I don't. Oh, are we on reference? Yeah, we're on reference. Lovers of the World. We're talking about Mandom. No, we're not. We're talking about <laughs> Mandom and like... We already did. Oh shit, that was last time, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. No, the reference for Lovers is the Lovers Tarot card. What did what did, what did it mean though? So, in the upright position, the Lovers represent relationships and choices. When it appears in a spread, it indicates some decision about an existing relationship, a temptation of the heart, or a choice of potential partners. Um, often an aspect of the queerant's life will have to be sacrificed to make this choice, and it should not be made lightly. And in the reversed position, the lover's tarot card indicates that you may be struggling to take ownership of the decisions you have made and that is causing conflict within you. You may be feeling uncertain of the direction your life is going in. Mood. But you have to remember that you're the master of your own destiny. Everyone's uncertain about their life. Shout out to life. The cereal or the board game? Yeah. I think <laughs> both. Fucking everything. Life be life. Damn, you're right. I don't think this is fucking anything. No, I, th I do. Oh? I was actually going to say it's one of the better ones. Aside from the bug thing, like mechanically what it is is 
tying two people together, right? It's tying Steely Dan's like existence with someone's else and like uh putting putting that like pushing shit it's like it's like a toxic relationship okay in like the lovers i think it's something at least just because it is like involving two people and tying them together in a sort of relationship i i think that's fine i what did you give it i gave it a c because it's still a tarot reference and they're never good okay i yeah i think a c is fine for that and x factor uh, c same hey it made a really good part, and it gave Joe Toro his five-page Muda, or whatever it was. It was like three and a half pages or something. Damn, yeah, then fucking Giorno doubled that shit. Yeah, because he's better. <laughs> I remember people were using that scene in the anime to try to estimate how long the seven-page <laughs> yeah. Muda was going to be once it was animated. <laughs> that was good. All right, I... I think that we can both agree that Jumpman Jack Flash should move forward in this one. Oh, yeah. It's just part six versus part three. This happens a lot right now. And then eventually we're going to get to the point that all the good stands are in and all the bad ones are gone. But Lovers is a dumb stand that has a dance scene. So I think it fucking fails. <laughs> yeah, it's out. I don't think all part three stands are bad. One of them's going to win. One of them's going to move to the third round. I'm sure of it. I don't, I'm not sure who you're talking about, but I believe you. I, I'm not either, but I feel it in my heart. Oh, you don't have anything in mind? You just, one of them probably's got a chance. Oh, yeah. Star um, Platinum doesn't count. Who? Star Platinum doesn't count. No, it doesn't. The world doesn't count either because it lost. No. So, Jumpin' Jack Flash. You make me hate this now. I don't like doing this <laughs> anymore. <laughs> Jumpin' Jack Flash makes a vacuum in the brain where Lovers is, and it suffocates and dies, but because your brain gets oxygen from the blood, it's fine. And we're moving on to the next matchup. Fuck it, it's Brainstorm versus Spice Girl. We're still talking about brains. We have a freaking brain blast. Jimmy Neutron brain blast. Let me tell you what it looks like. Okay, what does it look like? This is just a quote from the wiki, because it's three lines. (laughs) Brainstorm is a colony of pointed block-like creatures which resemble burr puzzles, which you can Google. They're like those block puzzles that you put together. It has spiked feelers that can extend to penetrate the surface of one's skin. It is colored violet and dark purple. And that's it. And that just be it, though. Not gonna lie, they're kind of cute, though. <laughs> uh, I mean, a little bit of Roblox going on. I, 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 I like them. They're they're just little guys. They're just I don't little, think they're. Yeah. I don't think they're gendered. They're just blocks. <laughs> Damn kingdom! You're so fucking <laughs> woke. So fucking woke. Um, this is, this has to be a C though, right? It's a C, yeah. Okay, good. I, you were like, you were working on it for a while. Like, I don't know what where we're going with this. This just be blocks with spikes on them, though. They do, but I feel like, I felt like that could be something that you could try to argue down if you weren't really feeling them, you know? Sure. It's a C. They're surface level interesting. Their appearances, their ability is pretty interesting if you want to tell me what they do, though. Okay, hold on. I gotta... Homolysis. <laughs> uh, they do the homolysis. <laughs> <laughs> and what's that? Um, it... <laughs> I really like my bit. It was good. Hey, we talked about microscopic stands before. Welcome to sort of another one. Uh, Brainstorm can melt flesh of anything con- of anyone it contacts. 
Uh, they grab the surface of the victim's skin with their little feeler, little spiky boys, and they, they break through and enter the body. Once inside, instances of brainstorm cause hemolysis, which is the, ru- the rupturing of red blood cells and corresponding release of their contents into the surrounding blood plasma. It's bad. It, Scary. Uh, break this down for you. It melts your blood. Yeah, it melts your skin and your blood. A uh, brainstorm multiplies as it penetrates deeper into the victim's body. Ultimately, the damage reaches the point where the victim's body breaks down through ho- as where the victim's body breaks down as through as though holes were being bored into it. Once infected, amputation of the affected body part is the only way to prevent death. Literally unstoppable again. More unstoppable stance. Thank you, Araki. If the instances of the stand have not penetrated the body. They can simply be washed off with water. It's like someone went wild in uh, the pandemic game and just like body melt with the disease. That, <laughs> that one, that one go through. That I haven't played pandemic, but I believe you. It's yeah. It's so this. I don't know where this would come under, but hemolysis doesn't fucking make holes in your skin. Uh, first of all, it's hemolysis, as Google told me. Sorry. God, fake fan of hemolysis. And I think hemolysis is just the breaking down of the blood, red blood cells. The the putting holes in their body as though being bored through. I think that's just part of brainstorm. Okay, that makes more sense. I this is a good ability. Like it's one of those weird ones that come in later parts where it's just like, yeah, this just does a very specific thing that just fucks you up super hard. And it's just a nightmare. Like holy shit. <laughs> Yeah, unless you can wash them off. Or if not, you're just kind of dead. Like, horribly dead. Yeah. Yeah, it's... I think it's a pretty good ability. I don't think it's very versatile, which we'll get to, because it is just kill. But I think the ability is a solid B or A. I'd give it a... Hmm. I was going to say... No, let's give it an A. Fuck it. What it does, it does very, very effectively. Perfect. Versatility. That shit's a D. A D. Why a D and not an E? Because it'd just be killing, yo. Oh, not an E? Yeah, why not an E if it'd just be killing, though? I mean, you're right. Just because it's very good at killing, but if we're gonna, if you want to go with E, I can go with E. I gave it an E. I don't think it does anything. Like, it doesn't do any kind of variety of things. Like, it can't even, like, dodge water or have any way of avoiding that. It just has its one thing, and that is it. It's just a nightmare disease. It's just the plague, yeah. I don't think understandability is bad, though. Like, you have to Google what hemolysis is, but... And how it's pronounced. But besides that, I think, like, you get hit by it. If you don't wash it off in time, you die of your blood exploding. Yeah. It's it's simple enough and easy enough to understand that once you know what's happening, you understand and you can see it. But it's also vague enough in canon that when it's happening, it's very scary and confusing in just the right like story way it's good i i think it's worth an a it's worth an a yeah hell yeah and the reference for this is the song brainstorm by the band hawkwind uh this song already loses points by not being on spotify it just makes my life harder it was what it took a bit to find but it was nah it wasn't <laughs> okay what do you think about this song i enjoyed the instrumentals a lot and then the vocals kicked in, and I was like, I don't 
enjoy this. I can't hear you. You're too quiet. I did not care for it much. I wound up, and it's ten minutes long. Yeah, it's long, and you, it sort of changes, but goes back to how it originally is, and is boring. And they need a sound mixer because holy shit, you cannot understand what they're saying. But I can see why people would like it at the same time. To be fair. Exactly. I Like I said, I like the instrumentals. I wound up giving it a C. I give it a D. All right. Lyrics are very important to me. And when Valid. I can't hear you, then there's something wrong. Because if, if I can't hear you, why are you singing? Fair. And X Factor. Um, I mean, like, I went on the little thing that it's vague enough to be interesting in the part, like, in the story arc that it's in. And I like it for that. And I like how it looks, even though I riffed on it enough. I would give it at least a C. Same. I gave it a C also. It's cool. Melting Blood is pretty badass. It is, and it's so sad that we're going to have to see the end of it here. Can you tell me what the winner of this matchup, Spice Girl, looks like? Spice Girl looks like a spicy girl. (laughs) A spicy lady kingdom. Spicy lady. Spice Girl is a humanoid stand of feminine figure, which means slim, strong waist, and, and, and boobs, I guess. I mean, kinda. Yeah, there's, there be boobs. There are explicit boobs on Spice Girl. Look, I'm trying. The Spice Girl's figure is about the same uh, as her user, as stands tend to be. Uh, she has several mathematical, shout out to uh, Adventure Time, mathematical signs spread throughout her body, which she has plus signs on each shoulder, on each elbow, and on each knee, and her forehead. There's division signs on her brow and multiplication signs on the crown of her head. Uh, she doesn't have a nose, because Rocky don't like noses. And she has dark lines down her cheeks and below her eyes, and lines near the top of these pointing back to the, her head. Yeah, so it's like upside down L's with the corners of the l's being at the outer corners of her eyes it looks like jojo shading but it's like drawn onto her face which is cool yeah uh her eyes have no irises and have vertical black lines across their surface as a lot of part five stands do for some reason uh in the colored manga and video game she has golden eyes and in the anime she has uh golden sclera and light green eyes also i didn't mention this but spice girl is pink spice girl is all pink it's just different shades of pink. Very pink. Uh, this is quoted from the wiki, I believe? Yeah. Uh, Spice Girl wears a hold, hold slip dress? Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yeah, like it's a slip dress that has holes cut in it to look cooler. I don't know what a slip dress is. Uh, with a square pattern sewn into it, with various metallic pieces dangling from the front to back and the, on the dress's bottom. She, wears, she also wears matching high-heeled shoes. Uh, she wears pink shin guards with crisscrossing yellow lines, and Spice Girls is all pink. All pink. And I think this ties into appearance, but I'll hit it quick just because this is so much. But Spice Girls is one of the few stands that has, like, an actual sentient personality. Yeah, which is cool as hell. Yeah, she's a consciousness separate from its users, but still identifies as a part of the user. And the sentience is so intense that Spice Girl actually named herself out loud. And this is a part of why Spice Girls is actually referred to using she, her pronouns instead of it, its pronouns, like most stand users use for theirs, which I think is really cool. That's cool. I really like, for those who haven't, who don't know part five, for some reason you're listening to this, Spice Girls user is the daughter of King Crimson's user. 
and they both and Spice Girl has like the the crisscross yellow lines across it, and it looks kind of like King Crimson. I like that a lot. Yeah, they have a lot of really cool design similarities, and Spice Girl's also cool and collected, very good at analyzing situations, and believes hesitation is weakness, which causes her to put great value in determination. And she's also merciless, and she, like, insults enemies as she's beating the shit out of them. And (laughs) part five has a lot of good, unique stand cries, and Spice Girl's is wannabe, which whips. Do you wanna be my lover? Yeah, I Except when you get donated by King Crimson, then you're dead. And then friendship kind of ends, because now it's kind of like one one way relationship at that point, because you're a corpse. Tell me what Spice Girls does. Actually, we didn't rate the appearance. A. Yeah, A. A plus plus. I get it, because she's got pluses on her body. Yes, I was purposefully making that joke, and I wasn't just saying that. I give it an A, a divided, divided. <laughs> now, now tell me what it does. All right, so to quote what Spice Girl herself says, that which is soft is more unbreakable than any diamond, which is, I think, my, my favorite quote in part five. So Spice Girl is just, just straight up calling out part four as being worse. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> uh, she she make it soft. She's a close range stand of considerable strength, and she's able to soften any material she strikes. When she hits something with her fist, she can soften it into a soft, rubber-like consistency, and any material softens to the same state regardless of what it's initially made of. It gains elasticity, becoming stretchy and unable to be crushed, and it also prevents puncturing from sharp objects. Spice Girls can uh, soften moving objects like bullets if she's able to strike them in movement. And moving objects that are softened causes their kinetic energy to be retained when they return to normal, which allows for surprise attacks. And yeah, the elasticity of softened objects causes them to retain that energy, so there are violent lashes of power when they're returned to normal. And they stay soft even when she's not touching them, but she can freely undo the softness. It's interesting for sure. I think it's a really good ability. I'm a fan of it. I don't think it's quite an A. I think it's a B. Yeah, I would. It definitely does more like with her quote saying that if something's soft, it's harder to break than something that's really hard, which makes sense. And it's used in interesting ways that I wouldn't expect from it. Like when I first think of make something soft, that's boring. No, it's cool. I also couldn't, couldn't give it an A, though. Exactly. It's still not, like, stopping time levels. It's still just side character, side main character, B. What if what if she made time soft, though? That, no, I'm not going to think about that. <laughs> okay. I'm not going to think about the hardness of space-time. It's probably pretty viscous already, you're right. It's kind of like a river. I think I understand a bit, no, <laughs> versatility, fuck. I think versatility is, like, a B or a C. <laughs> I'd give it a B. Yeah. It's it's way more versatile than I would initially think, and that gives it a lot more points. I absolutely agree with that. It, yeah, making things soft is useful. And also just being able to strategize and think adds a ton of points. Yeah. Being sentient in this case is very useful because it seems to want the best for Trish and not wanting to kill Trish. Like Dragon's Dream. Yeah, in real life, it kind of sucks shit. Yeah, being sentient sucks. <laughs> I mean, I don't know any other way. Yeah, what do you think it gets for understandability? Um, probably a B. What takes the points away? 
uh, it's sentient because no other stand do that really. Well, some do, but it's very rare and kind of breaks the rules of. Yeah, I. You're fair because like even King Crimson that seems it because it talks all the fucking time. It's just talking through its user, I guess. Yeah, I guess it's this. Well, this is Dragon's Dream is Cheap Trick is Heya is. I'm trying to think of their stance before part five that were it's it's definitely not not the usual okay that's fine yeah it's not normal out of 170 some stands at this point if there are only enough i can count on one hand then yeah okay a b is fine but reference is a motherfucking a uh i don't know i give it a c a C? No, a B for the stand cry. I don't like Spice Girls that much. I mean, they're there. Spice Girls, good. You're right. The stand cry being Wannabe, their most popular single, whips. And yeah, I don't know. I, I, I bop. Spice Girls are good. I think I make up for my Spice Girls disrespect by singing it because I already did. That's why, <laughs> I, that's why I did that. It's because I knew you were. To, to buffer. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's That's fine. Fuck it. I appreciated it. And I think X Factor is an A. Yeah, X Factor A. Spice Girl is really cool. I really like... I think this, this is one of the few times that we see, like, the direct descendant of a stand, a stand user also having a stand, and, like, that... Like, the 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 the, the, the visual similarities is really cool to me. I really like that. I wouldn't... It's not the first time. It's one of the few times. But all, 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 all the Joe stars, though. <laughs> when do we see... Tell me tell me how often we see a, a father and a son Joe star. Joseph and Josuke. Joseph and Josuke, but Joseph doesn't really count. Because that's Hermit Purple. Fuck it. I think the only time is, is Stone Free and Star Platinum. Which they have visual similarities. Yeah, but it's much more striking with King Crimson and Spice Girl. Yeah. Um, but we're keeping them separate from the user, of course. Yeah, but I think, but, but there's still King Crimson and Spice Girl. Right. King Crimson is Spice Girl's dad. I think that's established. <laughs> I feel like that was a thing that was directly mentioned. Yeah, wild. But yeah, so fucking brainstorm tries to pierce into spice girl and spice girl becomes soft and the feelers bounce out and back into brainstorm and its blood explodes no that's good thank you that's the end of the episode (laughs) thank god (laughs) (laughs) jump and jack flash moves forward over lovers spice girl moves forward over brainstorm Next episode, we are going to be discussing the matchup of Sky High versus Bad Company, which we have seen before, and I Am A Rock versus Ozone Baby, which I don't I don't like how that one looks. I don't like how that one looks either, because one of those two has to go through. <laughs> yeah, both of them look bad. <laughs> we'll get there. Yeah, so, Kingdom, can people find you online? Yeah, it's on Twitter, Attack Young Kingdom, T-A-C-H-Y on Kingdom. I'm doing, like, like five different things like solo projects right now that like are nowhere near being done but i don't know they might be eventually keep your eyes peeled hit hit the bell on kingdom's twitter profile so you get notified whenever he tweets hit subscribe ring the bell icon like comment retweet subscribe <laughs> and and you can find me on twitter at real katsune miku that's like real hatsune miku but with the k instead of an h you can also find me on the podcast Jumping On Point, and that's at 
Jumping On Point on Twitter, where every month we read and talk about some comics. January's episode that should be out soon as the one we're recording this um, is on Brian Lee O'Malley's seconds. And for February, we're going to be reading Bones, the first three volumes, which I think is the first collected volume. There's a lot of... hmm? Is that the Bones, the TV show? No, it's the one with the little Casper-looking bone guy. I don't know what it's about. I haven't started reading it yet, but I've heard it's good. Bones? Yeah, it's about bones. Um, Bones are real funny to me. I don't know why. Go to my Twitter and skeleton banner. (laughs) Go to Twitter. Kingdom's going to tweet bone. Bones. Um, But yeah, and you can find our show on Twitter at StandOffPodcast. There you can find links to our Discord and our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash standoffpod. Uh, Through that, if you give us a dollar a month, you'll get monthly bonus episodes of this podcast and also episodes as soon as they're done being edited. And for $5 a month, we're going to be doing synopsises and discussions of the light novels once a month, starting with George Joestar. We'll probably be doing a chapter or two of that in February, depending on how the formatting turns out. But that's when we'll be starting. Starting in February, yeah. Yeah, and again, join our Discord if you want to chat with us. You can email us at standoffpod at gmail.com. And I feel like we should have a hashtag. Hashtag stand... No, it's probably used. Hashtag standoffpod. Standoffpod. Mm-hmm. We have that now. That's ours now. Yeah. Tweet at us, hashtag standoffpod. Tell us your favorite stand in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. And why it'll lose. <laughs> Unless it's Seamoon, then just a smiley face. (laughs) And yeah, our music is Mad Rock is Strange City by Nice Wizard Music. And that's it for the episode. Unless, do do you have anything else you wanted to talk about? Uh, I looked up Standoff Pod and there's another podcast called Standoff Pod. Are you shitting me? It's, it's, It's Twitter stand underscore pod and it's about rugby? rip and it's on bbc fucking fucking effing chat shit i they they started in november we were fucking first but they already have the hashtag standoff podcast is the hashtag fuck it it's four more characters and i'm sorry but tweeted us hashtag standoff podcast do you think people at bbc were like let's name it this oh shit it's taken i hope so oh my god i hope we ate the bbc's lunch (laughs) yes That's the most impressive thing I've ever done. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. And as always, until next time, stand stand proud. proud.